Hello, and thank you for downloading episode 71 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Do you like the Maximum Fun Network? Do you like it when we cross over with one another? Then please, after you're finished listening to this episode, go check out Judge John Hodgman. If you haven't listened already, John is one of the funniest people on the planet, and he adjudicates real-life cases between people who submit their grievances to him. And this week, he's got his hands full. Because both Mark and I are litigating against one another. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll really appreciate the suit that we bring against one another. And even if not, it's a really, really fun episode. So go check out Judge John Hodgman right here on the Maximum Fun Network. And also this Friday, July 8th, I have headcanon with my friend Joseph Scrimshaw and our guests Anthony Carboni, Jordan Morris from Jordan Jesse Go. And Renee Colvert from Can I Pet Your Dog, another Max Fun Fest that's at the Nerd Melt Showroom, 7 p.m. Friday night, July 8th. For tickets, go to bit.ly forward slash headcanon3, and we spell the canon C-A-N-N-O-N. Also, friend of the show and our opening act whenever we're on the road, Carter Parton Rogers has a show this Saturday, July 9th, at the Improv Comedy Lab. It's going to be a great show. It's Carter all by herself in her greatest glory. It's going to be hilarious and fun. You'll sing, you'll laugh, you'll cry from laughter, not from sadness. To get all the information on that show and get tickets, go to facebook.com forward slash Carter Parton Rogers. That's Carter as in June Carter, Parton as in Dolly Parton, and Rogers as in Kenny Rogers. And now, without any further ado, here's episode 71 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Planes, trains, or automobiles. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right! We got this! Hello, listeners! Hello! And happy travels! Bon voyage! Sayonara! Look out for the iceberg! It's a travel episode. Don't let the door hit you! This was, uh, suggested... <laughs> Where by... the big man split you! <laughs> Don't, uh, spit... Anyway, this episode was suggested <laughs> by Chloe via Twitter. Our Hi, Chloe. Chloe. She was at the live show in New York, I believe. That is where yes. she lives. And uh, she wants to know she, – or she wants us to pick between planes, trains, and automobiles. Great. Uh, I thought at first we were just going to be debating whether or not that movie is awesome. Uh, is. So I have, I have no research done except <laughs> a Rotten Tomatoes page oh. that agrees with you. So <laughs> asked and answered. Yeah, uh, we know that there are so many other topics out there that you have for us. No, hell. Oh, I can't keep recycling gags over and over again. How am I supposed to build a career for myself if I don't have go-to bits? Hey, Hal, you'll always have gags. Oh, thanks, buddy. All right, let's do this before this gets too sweet. Okay. So wh- how do you want to attack this? Because there are a few different... There are different ways to go about it. There are obviously very different modes of transportation that fulfill different needs, but but can all be used essentially for the same thing within the continental United States. It's not if this was a a thing of how do you what is the best way to get to Europe from New York? 
then planes are going to win hands down or we'd have to right. move boats into it. But this is specifically these three forms of transportation. So have have you any ideas for how we can sort of rank them or or rate them? I think this is one that is going to have to be based on categories and then we're going to pick one winner in each category and then start to take a tally. Great. Uh so this is going to have this is going to be a criteria Criterion Collection episode. Perfect. Only because we are using criteria for it. So what should our criteria be? Cost. Oh, I thought you had ideas. Cost is one. I think safety uh, is another. Safety. Convenience. Uh, convenience. Comfort. Comfort. Wonderful. What What do you have? I've, I just was going at it because I had so many thoughts. I think those are all great. Um, another one that, uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to add romance to it. Okay. Um, because there is, there is a certain romantic, uh, like planes feel like they're for function and a Sunday drive or a train trip across Alaska is designed for the romance of it. Okay. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. There is something romantic about taking like a transcontinental railroad <laughs> ride or. Sorry. Say that again. <coughs> There is something romantic about taking a transcontinental railroad ride or, mm-hmm. like you said, riding through Alaska or through the woods or the mountains. Right. Or as uh, a Tennessean, driving through Cades Cove. Yes. Get, getting on mm-hmm. the train and riding through. But obviously, you've never known the pure romance that can only happen inside of the roomy interior of the all-new Toyota Yaris. This episode is brought to you by Toyota. <laughs> Get a Yaris already. Please. We're begging you. Oh, so, so can I, before yeah. we get into this, can I tell you about one day, uh, the greatest travel day of my life? Are you kidding me? This is all I want to hear about now. Okay. I was on Mackinac Island, which is an island off the north coast of Michigan. Beautiful little tourist island. They've got shops and great biking around and little beaches and a harbor and all kinds of summertime fun. Okay. Very popular. Uh, one thing that you can do up there is, uh, ride horses. And, uh, the only way to get to the island is by taking a ferry. Um, and so we went up for a visit for the day and on, in one day we did a horseback ride in the morning and then we rode bikes around in the afternoon. And then we came back to Detroit and I flew back to Los Angeles. Because it was the end of our family trip up there. Right. Which means <laughs> in one day, the modes of transportation that I took were bicycle, horse, foot, car, ferry, subway train, and airplane. In one day, I used seven different modes of transportation. And I was so excited that I was like, that may be like, I wish at some point I had pulled out my rollerblades. Yeah, I still have rollerblades and I don't call them inline skates. They're rollerblades. Uh, <laughs> and I, I kind of wish that I had pulled them out just to like, you know, like do a lap around the living room to be like, I got eight modes of transportation in one day. Anyway. At that point, that's neither just, here nor there. You're just bragging at that point. That's a, that's like, uh, you were going around the world in 80 days. Like any, just any way to get anywhere. Uh, that's yeah. impressive. I don't think I've ever done that many different modes of transportation. To me, like a, an amazing travel day is I get up in the morning. Uh, I've done this before, flown to San Francisco to 
to do like a video shoot and then turn around in the evening and fly back. And it amazes me. Oh, wow. That like, I've never oh, done two flight, two things in the same day. Yeah. Like that idea of, Oh, uh, I was able to go back and forth in a day and, and work a full day. Like that is the b- most bizarre commute. And I live and have lived for some time close to LAX, close enough that it's not a big deal to get to the airport, but, but we'll get to, to those kind of struggles in a second. Why don't we stay on, on the romance angle? Cause that's where you started okay. and you, yeah. you came out strongly in favor of trains. Uh, I did. I love a train ride. Oh, the train itself can be a romantic thing. And I don't mean romantic in the like two people in love sense. I mean, in the sort of looking back at, you know, the old timey sort of grandeur and splendor of it all. Um, I love beautiful vintage train stations. There's a great one in the Grand Canyon. Um, there's something to me about a train that evokes 19th century Americana, which is something that I really love. Sure. It was a and big that, symbol that of progress. That sound that exactly. Big sing- and that it was a big symbol of progress. Mm-hmm. And uh, aside, we'll get to this in the comfort part, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but another thing that I love about trains is the club car. Because the idea that you can go sit in a club car and have a sandwich and a beer and look out the window and it's there's beautiful countryside. And often I think trains were built in areas that uh, – or built not just for the function of it, but a lot of trains were built just for the beauty, just for the aesthetics. Now, these sure. are more tourist loop kind of trains, um, but they were – they they go through – there are areas that an automobile can go through, uh, that, which I would put as second in, uh, romance, uh, and we can talk about that. But for me, it's, there are areas that have train tracks that don't have roads, which means the landscape is often uncluttered with highways and cars and billboards and exits and gas stations. Right. Uh, there's a certain, there's a certain purity to it. It's like, nope, you're going along this route. This is the route that, was built 150 years ago and it go and they built this trestle bridge across uh, a chasm between two mountains you know just these beautiful iconic images that come from riding in trains so and even the maybe it's just that i like old movies and that sort of um standing on the platform with a suitcase full of covered in stickers in a suit and a fedora uh, as a woman, uh, is waiting to, uh, see you off on the train and then wave a handkerchief as you are riding away. Right. Uh, that sort of imagery to me is the most evocative. Although the flip side of that is almost always somebody's going to get murdered on that train and everyone's yeah. a suspect. Yeah, that's true. And, but it only happens at night, uh, during lightning. Yes. So it's and cool. Also, uh, here's a fun fact on the, along that line. Trains have an, a disproportionate number of dukes and counts that travel along them. <laughs> um, uh, but there is oh, – you, you bring up – I mean when it comes to r- r- the romance of it, and we're not talking about two people falling in love, although there is something romantic about being in a train, but sort of the, the – how romantic is the idea of travel that way. And you mm-hmm. bring up a great idea that, that trains um, – there's something about – about trains going along what is otherwise untouched land or has not been touched since the rail line was built because there, there are no other roads there. But the, the other side of that, and I think planes sort of lose here 
in general, unless you've got a small personal aircraft and you're flying and going where nobody else can go. But sure. this is really – we're talking about more commercial um, flights than anything else. Right. You're not putting on goggles, gloves, and hopping in a biplane to right. to fly over the cornfields. Now, when you have a car, I will say when when my wife, and Jennifer, and I honeymooned in Hawaii and mm-hmm. we, were, we were on the island of Maui, we had a Jeep. And we rode the the Hana Highway or the road to Hana, which is this twisting, winding through volcanic areas and water. Oh, I've only heard legend of the road to Hana. I didn't know you guys drove it. You, my friend, are speaking to a living legend who has been on this selfsame road and it's beautiful. And you cannot take a train there because you would have Mm -hmm. to destroy the land. You have to tunnel through mountains to build – uh, to get trains through. Sometimes you can drive a car up and over and you get to go places that you wouldn't normally get to see. I mean, the drive up the coast from, from Los Angeles up to San Francisco. That's you very go, true. It is, is a once in a, in a lifetime. And the train is there for parts of it. There are parts where the train is present and then parts where the train has to pull away more towards the main area of the land. So mm-hmm. th- there is, they, they are both very romantic. And I don't know I, – I, I have to be honest. I've not traveled a long distance by train in a very long time, certainly not across the country. Right. I like traveling uh, by Amtrak. I've I've traveled Amtrak, the, uh, the Pacific Surfliner, mm-hmm. which is the train that goes from Los Angeles down to San Diego for Comic-Con. Okay. And um, – which is on Comic-Con. I highly recommend taking that train because, oh, man, the – Romantic Art Deco Amtrak trains filled with cosplayers is the most fun thing in the world. <laughs> uh, so you've got this beautiful, this beautiful pristine beach to your, uh, to your, like, let's see if you're coming back. It would be to your left. You look to your left and you see this beautiful beach having just left Comic Con. And then you turn to your right and you've got most of what's left of three days costume of Batman sitting next to you. And like Harley Quinn with him and her makeups like coming off because it's been a long, fun day. <laughs> the way down is fun, but nobody's got their costumes on yet. People wait. Right. It's just a lot of people with giant cases. Right. Yeah. Everybody's got a big suitcase. and You're like, oh, what's in there? Do you have an Iron Man? <laughs> Are you an Iron Man? Are you an Iron Man? <laughs> For me, the most uh, – again, I love a good long car ride. The, the romance factor, uh, the sort of taking to the open roadness of it, uh, that feels more mid 20th century than the train does. The train feels earlier and of a, I mean, it makes sense. It was from a previous time. Technology moves forward. It goes trains, then planes, then automobiles. So when I think of, uh, automobiles, I think of, you know, the mid 20th century. The great, uh, the Chevys of the middle of the, the Chevy Bel Air, the Ford Fairlane, the Thun, the, uh, the Thunderbird, the Mustang, all these great iconic cars. Uh, the, oh, the vehicles themselves. We haven't added that. Or we can, I guess, lump it into this. Yes. Yes. Um, the, the, for me, the greatest experience I had in a car, I was driving to, uh, check out colleges. From Tennessee to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I went up there and we thought, well, we're going for the weekend. We're going to drive. Uh, we've never been to Chicago before. Neither of us had at that point. Or I, I hadn't at that point. Um, and we we're like, let's rent a convertible. 
So we rented a convertible Mustang. And as we were driving through the cornfields of Indiana, uh, just corn as far as the eye can see. We've got the top down on this Mustang. My dad had bought uh, uh, some cheap cigars at a gas station. And uh, and on the road again came on the radio. And silently, my dad pulls out the cigars, hands me one. We light them up. I've got both of my feet hanging out over the rear view or over the side view mirror. He's got one of his feet hanging out because he needs one to drive with. And uh we're just cruising along listening to Willie Nelson. And that memory is my favorite car memory of all time. Well, that's very sweet. I do have a few follow-up questions. <laughs> I figured you would. Yes, we returned a rental car after having smoked cigars in it. No, and that's not my question. <laughs> that was my fear is that rule follower here would be like, um, that's a $150 cleaning fee. No, 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 no. Uh, my question is, are, are all of your feet dogs that need to be hung out the window? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I not tell you? When I said my dogs are barking after that long day of walking, I literally meant it. That explains the noise. Yeah. My uh, feet are like Don Rickles' weird puppet hand in that episode of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> I, uh, I think people's feet, I don't get people hanging their feet out of the car. I just don't get it. Because it's wind on your feet. It's comfy. Usually they're all cooped up and they're down low to the ground. They don't get any wind. They're just smushed underneath the weight of, let's be honest, a guy who's put on one too many. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when they get to have that room to just, <sighs> you know? No, I don't know. All right. Well, you know what you got to do then? Hop in your Toreg or what is it? A Toreg. Uh, <laughs> I would. Uh, you know, Mark, there's only a Tiburon. One. Is it a Tiburon? No, there's only one car I drive, and it's the brand new Toyota Yaris. Yaris. <laughs> you want to hang your feet outside of a car? Get yourself a Yaris. This show is sponsored by the Toyota Yaris. Ah, uh, all right. Um, <laughs> so I, I think uh, let's we should settle the the romance idea, and I think I romance have, has got to be trains. They, they I, yeah, I was gonna say there's something about the train like you don't have when you're driving, you still have to keep an eye on the road. Because you could cause a fatal accident while you're looking at stuff. When you're on a train, you can just – you get to sit back. Somebody else is in control. You just get to relax and look at the scenery. That is your only job. Uh, I think you are absolutely right. And that brings me to another one that I wanted to – another topic I wanted to discuss. Okay. And that is control versus release. <laughs> there is <laughs> – Yes. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, there is – are you the type of person who likes to control the vehicle or you like – are you the type of person who likes to release that control and uh, enjoy the ride or be productive during the ride? Are we talking about cars only? No, we're talking about all three. I mean, obviously, you don't fly a plane – would you rather, basically I'm asking, would you rather drive somewhere be, is that a factor? Is driving somewhere versus taking a train somewhere is I can either get stuff done or I can relax or I want to be the one responsible. I feel safer if I'm the one causing the locomotion. You know, it's not as simple as that for me. I don't fly or take trains because 
I I am willing to relinquish control. And I, but I also, if I get on a plane, I don't want to fly it. I like I do like one of the things I like about air travel is you get there quickly and I can just sit and watch movies or I can read or I can do a little work. Um, so I do like that. When it comes to driving, I enjoy I enjoy being the one who drives because I like mm-hmm. to feel like oh I can get us there at a certain amount of time or try different routes. I like I like the control and the the enjoyment of driving a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then trains for me, I like. Although, like, last time, I, really the trains I've taken the most are probably the New York subway. And then I took, I think, the PATH train to, mm-hmm. out to Pleasantville last time I was there to visit friends. And, I mean, it's, it was nice. The seats were a little crowded. I can't imagine doing work. Like, it felt like a commuter train. Like, the train oh, okay. now. Well, the becomes, PATH train is a commuter train. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right. That was just a sidebar that popped into my head. Yeah. It's, um, I, it really depends, I'd have to say. Okay. What about you? Uh, I, if I am in a car, I like to be driving, but if I'm, if I don't have to, I will take full advantage of not have, of not being the one driving. You know what I mean? Like if I'm in a car, I like, I love to drive. I think driving is, uh, fun. I'm not great at it. I don't like parking. I don't like owning a car. I don't like everything that comes with driving, but the (laughs) act of driving, (laughs) Uh, the act of driving to me is fun. So we just need to get you a pole position machine and you'll be all set. Great. Love it. Uh, I do like to get places though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if I hopping on a, a train, there's, I used to take the Amtrak from, uh, Los Angeles down to Anaheim sometimes when I was working at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because it was a lot faster than sitting in rush hour traffic. And I really loved being able to just sit back. Read, uh, grab a snack in the club car. Again, I'm obsessed with the club car. Maybe it's because I really like the movie White Christmas. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so for me, that, yeah, that, that, I, I'm about with you on that. Anyway, uh, let's go, uh, safety. Let's switch over to safety. The opposite of romance. Okay. Uh, statistically, as I understand it, planes are the safest. Uh, absolutely. Without a doubt, uh, I could give statistics that would alarm people. Let's not. I, so I will not. I never know which episodes Jennifer's going to listen to. Right. I don't need her to. Worry uh, about I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give you odds or numbers. The only number I will give you is you are about, uh, you are over 700 times, uh, less likely to get killed in a plane crash. Well, sure. I mean, and there are reasons for it that make a lot of sense. There are ton, mm-hmm. a ton more cars out on the road, which means more people driving, which means more irresponsible people driving. And then with mm-hmm. trains, it's on a guided track. So only one thing really has to go wrong for, for there to be an accident or for there to be a breakdown or for there to be some sort of a problem. Right. So <clears throat> as far as that goes, planes are definitely the safest. So that's a check. That's just a check in the, in the plane category outright. Doesn't matter how many airbags you have. Yeah. A uh, plane will always be safer than a car. Yes. The trains, I, I don't know, honestly, the statistics on. I know that when you hear about a derailment, mm-hmm. uh, it is news. Yes. And you don't, they don't put car accidents on the news. They put plane crashes and train accidents on the news. And a train is also, if there is an accident, is less fatal. Uh, so, 
planes are winning definitely over cars, hands right. down. Sure. You're, uh, you're statistically, we've said that. Uh, now let's go to trains. So in, uh, this is the statistic that I could get, uh, from the NTSB, National Transportation Safety Board. Right. And this is in an older article. This, so this is from 2013. Um, there were 891 train deaths in, uh, the United States in that year. Wow. Now, only six of those were passengers. So when a train accident happens, it's not being a passenger on a train that is the deadly part. It's, you know, cars on railroad tracks or, uh, it, it's, it's the train being used as a giant battering ram, not the passengers inside in danger. Okay. Um, and, uh, trains have more accidents than planes do, but plane crashes are way more tragic and, uh, kill a lot more people. I'm sorry, this is a little, this is slightly dark. This is, this, this section is a little dark. Okay. Um, but, so it looks like, uh, the first safest option is flying, but the first, the safest option as a passenger might be train travel, would you say? Well, it certainly sounds that way statistically. Mm-hmm. But I, I think as an overall mode of travel, I mean, it's, I, I, how do you want to go with this one? Where, where are you, what are you thinking? I don't know. I know it's some, planes and trains are close on this. Basically, when it comes to safety, cars are last. Well, then how about this as a tiebreaker? Okay. If you jump off of a moving train, like mm-hmm. they do in the movies, it's not going to go well. Rarely does it go well. If you jump out of a moving plane, it's not going to go well. Unless, and I understand for those of you out there, for the 10 of you out there that know what Moonshine Holler is, let me say this. I understand the hobo rule is to roll when you land. I get it. I know it. I said it. However, in a plane, all you have to do is get in one of those rafts and inflate it, and then you'll fall and then wind up in a river like an Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Good point. Or if you've got a tank in the back of your plane, you can hop in the tank and fire the gun to aim the tank as you're descending using the thrust of that. If you were a fan of the A-Team movie. Yeah. Or, hey, if you're Captain America, just jump right into the water. You don't even need a parachute. Right. We got this. Uh, all right. So let's go now to. So planes win that one. (laughs) Uh, planes win that one. Sure. Next. Sure. It's, it's arbitrary. It's like, I'm ranking these, by the way, one, two, three, as we write them down. Okay. Great. Uh, so as, as it stands right now, romance, uh, trains number one, cars number two, planes number three. Safety, planes number one, trains number two, cars number three. Let's go to convenience. Okay. I feel like this one is a given. I mean, your car is parked in front of your house and you can drive it to the store. Done. Convenient. Trains don't go everywhere. Planes don't go everywhere. In New York, trains go most places, but you're still walking a lot. Okay. Planes go between hubs, usually one per city. Uh, but would you say that for convenience, I mean, the car has got to be the easiest. And wherever you're, if this is, you're going on a long trip, you've got an automatic place to stash all your stuff. 
in terms of the hassle of getting onto the to the vehicle and the vehicle starting its journey, I would mm-hmm. say it goes cars, trains, planes, one, two, three. Because mm-hmm. airplanes have obviously a higher level of security because of many different things that have happened both before and post 9-11. Um, cars, like you said, it's in your house. You just get in and go. Uh, trains, there really isn't as much security that I've seen. I mean, there's some, but um, it's not the same level of of hassle or inconvenience in terms of getting right onto the vehicle and going. Uh, I mm-hmm. will say this. Let's think about Then say it. Think about I'm going to say it. Stop bullying me. See what he's doing, everybody. He's bullying me. You I feel like you and I say, let me say this, or let me tell you something. Yeah. Or let's here, here's what I want to say. It's my catchphrase. We do that as much as Bernie Sanders does. (laughs) That was a great supercut on John Oliver of Bernie Sanders saying, Let me say this. Let me say this. Okay. Um well then. Let's look at it for a second from the perspective of somebody who's trying to go across the country. Let's say you're going from Los Angeles to New York. Mm-hmm. If you take a train, it will take a long time. You will have to stop a bunch, even if you're on a more more of an express train. It takes a little bit longer. In terms of time, it probably falls in the middle. For a car, mm-hmm. you cannot drive it all the way across the country in one go. You have to stop and rest. You have to fill the mm-hmm. car up. If the car requires maintenance, it's got to be fixed for who, who knows how many days. If you're traveling by plane, it is by far the most convenient way to do it. You're there in a matter of hours. Even if there's something wrong with your plane before takeoff, they'll put you on another plane and send you on your way. Yes. Uh, you know what? I was going to save this one, but it actually comes up now. The one that I was going to add is uh, – because I didn't think of this as as convenience – but we can put it into the convenience category, which would immediately put planes at the top. Um, I mean, technology moves forward. Progress makes things better. It went trains, then cars, then planes. Uh, so I had added to the list speed and distance. Oh, the sure. fact that you can, the fact that you can get, and because we never determined, like, because we never determined how long the trip is. You know what I mean? Like yes. we didn't, we, we still, that is a very, trip length is still a variable. Sure. So I would say if, if you would be amenable to this, let's put planes as far and away number one in speed and distance. And we can put trains and cars both as number three. Sure. Um, I, I and, will- and for convenience, I would still say you don't get in a plane to go visit a buddy if you need to be there in 10 minutes. For me, this isn't just about long distance travel because I live in New York. Uh, I am constantly dealing with trains as utilitarian daily public transportation. So there's a little bit of train or car in this. Right. Um, in the, in a small within the same city sense. And in that regard, cars are far and away the most convenient. Yeah, but that's sort of unfair. That's like saying, oh, well, I'm going from Brooklyn to Manhattan. I guess I'll get my Cessna out and fly in. Nobody well, it's just that. as you it's just as unfair to say, well, I'm going from uh, New York to Los Angeles. Uh, how do you want to do it? Like, fly, dummy. That, I, you'll be there in a couple hours. Well, say you're going from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. I, didn't, I wasn't calling you a dummy. I am a dummy. It's fine. I own- No, no, no. You're not a dummy. I am too. Listen, this is me. Thur, thur, thur. But that was before I got the brand new Toyota uh, Yaris. The Hal, Toyota Yaris Hal, is- Hal, Hal, 
Can you not ever just turn it off? Uh, turn off what? The running lights on the brand new Toyota Yaris? Because they don't turn off. They're automatic. So all you have to do is activate your alarm. This episode is no. brought to you by the all-new Toyota Yaris. Oh, for God's sake. Roll the commercials. Light up your life. Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's, it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers Rock. Uluru. <laughs> <laughs> what you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's internet court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Hey, James. Hey, Ineke. Where are we right now? You're in the minority corner. Haven't you been here before? You know what? I think I have. Because you're a woman. And you're a gay man. And we're We're both both black. black. And now that we're here in the minority corner, what should we talk about? How about race, gender, and sexuality? Ooh, and we can gossip about celebrities, and I can quiz you on pop culture. Ooh, and we can have guests. We're going to learn, laugh, and play. You know, that sounds a lot like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. Minority Corner with the K. Check us out. Because the C was taken. And we're back. Yay! Uh, I was saying podcasts something. Podcasts and Yaris's. Now, hold on. I was saying something before we went to the break, which was right. you were saying – I was saying it's unfair to, to talk about planes versus automobiles when we're talking about a local trip within a city. You made the point mm-hmm. that if we're going from New York to LA, that it would be insane to take a car if you need to get there quickly. However, mm-hmm. what if you were going from Los Angeles to Las Vegas? That is uh, very good. Should we determine like the shortest route, like or the route that we're going to take? Three hundred miles. Well, you you've gone before, right? It takes. I have. Yeah, it takes about. I've done. I've done both. I've flown to Vegas and I've uh, and I've driven to Vegas. I'd say it takes a solid four to five hours to get to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay, for for me where I live, uh, I, I'm twenty minutes to the airport. Then the, then let's say I get there an hour before Mm -hmm. the flight is another 45, which by the way, you would never do. No, I would. You would would. be sweating if you were an hour from your flight. Let's dispel, let's dispel something right now. (laughs) Not, I look, first of all, I'm a very conscientious traveler. I know when Mm -hmm. I need to be there to not have to run onto a plane in a heaving, sweaty uh, mess and have just gotten there. However, I am also. A savvy traveler, and that's why I have TSA PreCheck. So I get to breeze through security, which means if I get there 90 minutes before a flight, I'm fine. For a flight to Vegas, where I'm presumably not – let's say I'm not – say you're just going for the day or going to catch a show and come back. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I can get on the plane. It will take me less time, even with security, getting on, pushing off, landing – if you were to drop me off at the at LAX and then race me to McCarran Airport in Las Vegas, I would beat you. Okay. Uh, let me give you my version of that same trip. Go ahead. I'll give you the car version and the uh, the plane version. Okay. 
where I've always lived in Los Angeles, I've never been a West Sider like you. Right. Uh, you're on the West Side of LA. I've, all, I've always been in Hollywood or the East Side. True. Which means the trip for me is never five hours to Vegas. That's four hours is the maximum it takes to drive to Vegas for me. Okay. Uh, but you're a good 40 minutes from LAX. You're probably 40, 45 minutes from LAX to getting out of Los Angeles. And, you know, you'd have to go through a whole city's worth of traffic. I would not. Um, okay. So for me, add to that the time it would take me. I would have to drive across a city to get to the airport. Which means it's about a 45 minute, from most places I've lived, it's weird, I've lived all over LA, but from, from most places, it's a 45 minute drive to the airport. Uh, parking, uh, another 20 minutes. So you're up to just over an hour. Okay. Uh, and then you gotta get there an hour early, so that's two hours. Uh, and then you get on the plane, it's about a, what, 45 minute flight? Which means with taxiing and everything, probably figure an hour 15. Yes. Then you're off the plane, blah, blah, blah. That takes what? Another 45 minutes. So that all, it all from where I would, from where I've always lived in LA, it's almost, it's funny that you mentioned Vegas because the timing works out almost identical. Maybe an hour or maybe you'd be there an hour or so earlier. But for me, if we're talking about convenience right now, the way more convenient thing is, I'm not just standing on a street corner with a suitcase in Las Vegas. I have a car. I know where I'm going. I have a place to put my stuff. I know my way around the town. I know it's, it is an infinitely more convenient way, in my opinion, to go to Las Vegas. Um, let me allow me to, I think I can topple your house of cards argument that you've just made. Wow. Okay. Uh, try making that same drive, but start at 5 p.m. on any weekday. No, why would I do that? Exactly. You have to drive at specific See, again, time. you're adding all of these X factors. But it's, but it's very easy. You could go to uh, – uh, reasonably. If you're going overnight, you should drive. Mm-hmm. Might as well. You're crazy about it. But if you're going during the day, it doesn't matter when you – there are regular flights out of out of the Burbank Airport and also out of LAX – to get to McCarran. And that is a somewhat, that is a drivable distance, but is also a flyable distance. And I would argue that you, you can never be 100% sure how quickly you will get there by car. Cause sometimes you and have traffic getting out. Sometimes I agree. you have traffic going in. I agree. Counter rebuttal for your house of card destroying tiny wind that you blew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that you and I never determined at the beginning of this episode how long the trip is. Uh, and if we move speed and distance, because all of this sounds like speed and distance stuff. I told you, planes win, hand down, hands down. Right. But we never determined how long the trip is. For pure convenience sake, I still have to say cars go number one. I would say it does. And I don't mean cars pee pee. <laughs> well, most places you could go and rent a car if you were going to be somewhere for a very long time. V- Vegas is is weird, and maybe it's a bad example because you don't need a car. All you need to do is get to the strip, which is where you're likely staying, from the airport, and then you walk everywhere. Right. So in that case, you don't need a car, and it's an extra expense. You have to pay to but you've it. also But you also have to go to your air – you also have to go from the airport to your hotel um, 
so that you can drop off your bags, which means you have to check in, which adds a little extra time. Whereas if you have a car, then your Vegas experience is beginning. All the technicalities, you don't have to worry about another technicality. Your Vegas experience can begin sooner. I can be sitting in a casino quicker than you if I drive. Uh, have you not been to the Las Vegas airport? They, that is a casino. <laughs> Wheel of Fort- First of all, it's it's a Vegas experience the second you get off the plane and a hologram Wayne Newton is like, welcome to Las Vegas. Enjoy. <laughs> My face is – his face has been pulled back so so many times his eyes are in the back of his head. Oh, um, I love that. All right. Let me ask – let me throw you this then. Go ahead. As much as I love talking about flounder Wayne Newton. Sure. Um, <laughs> let me let me, let me me offer you a – let me offer you an olive leaf. Sure. For convenience, cars number one, planes number two, trains number three. Okay, that's fine. Uh, for speed and distance, and by the way, trains in this, they're perfectly convenient. They're way more convenient than planes as far as the hassle of standing in line and all of the See, we didn't even talk about the annoyance of TSA. Not everybody has pre, brother. You have TSA pre. Not everybody does. They could. Uh, yeah, fine. That we didn't, again, another X factor. <laughs> You're adding all these variables in, Hal. Mm-hmm. By the way, to the listeners, Hal and I travel very well together and we have yeah. traveled together a lot. Sure. Um, and this is the kind of stuff that we will complain about while standing on that conveyor belt thing in the airport that moves you from one spot to another <laughs> and you don't have to walk. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking back to my Mackinac Island trip. Mm-hmm. I did get eight. Why? Cause I rode one of those things. Oh, there you go. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so trains have just become pawns in this game, even though. For convenience, they're way more convenient than planes. Yeah, but their schedules change a lot and like the smallest oh. problem, they get delayed. Like, you know a, what? For a subway, yes. Although the subways, they, they seem to like, cl- like the A train is now closed down for until further notice. Like they could, you can get a wrench thrown in your plans <laughs> that you don't get with a car. You can, you can always find new routes. Like, yeah, I know. You're giving all of these great reasons that cars should be the most convenient. That I, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Olive okay. leaf accepted. All right. So we go convenience, number one cars, number two planes, number three trains, mm-hmm. speed and distance, number one planes, number three cars, number three trains. Because come on, it's an airplane. It goes way faster and way farther. Are you making them both number three? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. That's that's how much planes win in speed and distance. All right. Then what's left? What's left is comfort and cost. Okay. Now, let me ask you this before we start talking about cost to get rid of all these variables that you love so much. When we talk about trains, mm-hmm. there is a widely different cost to riding a train. Uh, riding a subway in New York costs $110 a month. Okay. For a, for a unlimited pass. Yes. Driving around a city. If you include a car payment and gas and repairs and all of that is significantly more than that. For sure. That said, making a trip on Amtrak, uh, so that's, so that's way, so the cost is way lower of having a train ticket. However, if you're driving from Baltimore to DC, it's $264 on an Amtrak. I'm sorry, New York to DC, $264 on an Amtrak versus 
however much a third of a tank of gas would cost. Right. How do we adjust for the variables in this in cost? Well, we're talking about you have to go on a per trip basis. Okay. So, for example, let's say you got a car. Um, and let's say you wanted just a smaller hatchback car that's fuel efficient and Hal, um, Hal, all new Hal, exterior. Hal, yes. don't you do this. Don't you do this. I'll no, you, you're better you, than this, Hal. You're better than this. Don't you do this is exactly what I said to the manufacturers Hal. and sellers of the fine yeah. Toyota Yaris for <sighs> slashing prices on all of their 2015 models. So go to your local dealer and check them out. However, if I'm going from New York to Washington, what is the cost in fuel of taking a car down there? Let's say it's two full tanks of gas. Let's say a full tank of gas costs you on the high end, uh, 60 to 70 dollars. Okay. So you're talking Wait, did about- you say two full tanks of gas to get from New York to DC? Let's, for the sake of argument, you have a, uh, let's say you're driving a Hummer down there. What, whatever okay. it is. Let's, I, I'm trying to even the field here as much as I can. The cost, okay. The cost to go back and forth, if it was $70 each way, you're at 140 total in, in, in gas costs versus what, what was the amount you said? 200 and 260. This is going one way, 264 one way. 264 to go one way. Trains are from right. going from city to city. So wildly expensive. Uh, Jennifer, but I have looked- that's only, on, that's only on the East Coast. Once you go out West, it's only $64 to go from Chicago to St. Louis. Yes, it would. It, there is there, the price difference. The price difference in that um, northeast corridor. It is because of de- it's supply and demand. The demand is so high that Amtrak can charge insane amounts of money. When I was in Northampton, Massachusetts, in April, doing the uh, the Night Vale show, and I had to get back to Boston to, for a flight, I looked into renting a car. I looked into taking a train, and I looked into taking a bus. The car. Mm-hmm. The car didn't seem feasible. The train would have been, I want to say, well north of a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I got on a bus. I took it took like three, four buses. It took a little bit longer than the train. It even well it might have been even been a little quicker, and it cost me less than thirty dollars to do it. So trains are. Trains are too expensive. It, 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 inner city travel, that to me is, yes, it is a train. A subway is a type of train. They have made New York City, uh, Chicago, um, trying to think of other cities with well-known, uh, subways. Um, Philadelphia had a subway system for a while, but Paris, London, a lot of major cities benefit from a local train. But if you're going from city to city, trains, uh, tend to be expensive. Especially if you're mm-hmm. traveling across state lines, you're going to pay a a decent amount of money. There are very few uh, trains that I've encountered. If I'm if I'm planning a trip, a longer trip, Jennifer and I have looked at taking trains places just because we like the idea of it. But the mm-hmm. price is so prohibitive that planes right. actually make more sense. So then it becomes cost versus speed and and distance. Right, and also with with a train. You've got to think, you've got to factor in the other travel costs, uh, because you've still got to get from the depot to your, sorry, should I say depot or depot? Uh, I say depot. Okay. I think it was because I was playing a Brit. I'm used to saying depot. Um, okay. To get from the train depot to, uh, wherever your destination is, you've still got to deal with the costs of that other transportation, which is usually an automobile. So. For cost, like mile for mile, 
taking New York City out of the equation because the New York City subway system is amazing and wonderful and the best in the world and is frequently frustrating but is always useful and I love it and I will use it forever. Um, taking that out of the equation, I feel like this is definitely cars win for cost, uh, then trains, then planes. Would you say that's true? I would put planes ahead of trains. Oh, absolutely not. You got to give it a li- you got to give I mean it's just look at the prices, just look at ticket prices. I I can go from New York to Washington DC round trip. My guess is I could probably get it for under $300 as opposed to paying 500 to go back and forth. So we know that cars are the most cost effective. We know that ca- as far as cost, cars are going to be number one. Mm-hmm. Now, as for the number two and number three slot, let me read you. Uh, let me read you some prices. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, I was. I, this is the thing I looked at before. I was off by a few bucks on some of these prices before. Don't jump down my throat. Okay. Uh, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to anyone on Twitter. Oh yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is with. 24-hour advance notice, okay? Okay. Boston to New York, 246 dot. This is I'm going to say Amtrak first and then an airline. Is this okay? one way? This is one way, yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Amtrak will be the first number, airline will be the second. Got it? Yes. Boston Boston to New York, 246 versus 681. Chicago to St. Louis, 66 versus 204. Uh with 7-day advance, New York to Washington, 168 versus airline 546 san antonio to dallas 68 versus 203 miami to tampa 82 versus 197 this is with 21 day advance notice miami to tampa 82 versus 197 for a plane san diego to la 74 on a train 210 in an airplane how can you make the argument that planes cost less than trains wow in every instance with 24 7 and 21 day advance notice Trains have are always cheaper. Well, I've uh, that has not been my experience in price hunting, but I will trust your numbers on this, and uh, okay. and I will go with your your research because I know it is carefully and lovingly done. It is. Oh, thanks, buddy. Sure. Oh, you and I really have strong opinions about travel. I love this. We do, and I have a secret. Uh, I have a secret category. Coming up after. Oh, I love, I love it when we both have secret categories. So let's talk comfort. Okay. Uh, it's uh, cars. Yeah. Cars. Definitely. And we're not, we're taking first class and, sh- and we're taking first class out of this. You were about to say we're going to take first class and shove it up our butts. <laughs> Why would we do that? Why would we shove uh, an entire first how, class I was just trying not to swear on our show. <laughs> because, like, and it's so rare that I almost swear on the show. The only time I almost swear on the show is when I'm thinking about those first class passengers. <laughs> um, yeah. Number Let one. Let me tell you this about the first class. Um, yeah. Uh, number one is cars. Number two, number two for me would be planes. Actually, planes? Are you nuts? The tra- well, the trains I've been on, subway trains certainly. If you get at a seat, are nice. Although you get a lot of crowding in on either side, and they get full and full of smelly people real quick. When I was on the path train, I had no knee room, and it does not matter how heavy I am, my knees, the length of my legs is not going to change. Have you have you been on an Amtrak lately? No. 
their legroom is far, far superior to an airplane, even an emergency row seat. Okay. Um, I appreciate that the path train, I mean, it's a commuter train. They cram those things full of people. Right. Still comfortable. Um, but trains for me win over airplanes, getting the silver medal in this one for one very specific and very simple reason. Go ahead. They do not have middle seats. All right. I accept your premise. <laughs> Absolutely accept it. Look, we had to do yeah. a whole episode on whether or not you should recline your seat or mm-hmm. not. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. Our, an entire, an entire episode was based on comfort on airplanes being crap nowadays. Yeah. Uh, cars are, cars are great because even small cars, you can be comfortable. Like, uh, if the, certainly in the back seat, you want a larger car, but if you have a, a, a like a two door car or even a smaller four door car, you can be very comfortable up in the front. Um, especially in the brand new Toyota Yaris, which has bucket seats that have seat warmers and automatically Hal. recline. Hal. Yes. Hal. Yes. I want a divorce. Too bad. We are the defiant ones <laughs> chained together forever. <laughs> In a Toyota Yaris. It's a Toyota Yaris. You know, if you're going to be bound to another prisoner, doesn't matter if it's by the wrist or by the ankle. The Toyota Yaris can fit you and accommodate you with uh. more than enough comfort for your running from the police and their giant, adorable, blue tick hounds that are trying to smell you. The Yaris. <laughs> Outrun them dogs. <laughs> Uh, All right. So we have our six criteria, cost, safety, convenience, comfort, romance, and speed and distance. Okay. Uh, Now, bearing in mind that some of these that may seem more important than others, all of these were weighing equally. I am going to do some quick math on these. And uh, through the magic of podcasting, I am done. So where we stand right now. Uh, we want, this is like golf. We want the lowest score because they're all ranked one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, it, it, we have cars at 11, planes at 13. Yes. And trains also at 13. So as we stand right now, cars are winning. That's right. But uh, Mark, as I said before, yes. I have a secret special category that could very well change everything. Ooh. And that is representation of popular culture. Ah. Okay. So, uh, and we can also include historical significance there if we want. I feel like this is already I'm saying this is still cars. Well, all right. In popular culture, you've got countless songs written about cars. Well, sure. What do we know about planes? They get snakes on them. Denzel Washington flies them upside down on cocaine. Hey, hold uh, on. The president of the United States uh, gets attacked on his. You're, uh, you're leaving on a jet plane? Okay. Uh-huh. Big old jet airliner? Yeah. You don't know when you're going to be back again. Yeah, because you could go anywhere. That's the happiness of a plane. Big old jet airliner. Don't carry me too far away. Like, these are all really nervous. Don't know when I'm coming back. Don't carry me too far. Cars, it's we'll have fun, fun, fun till daddy takes the T-Bird away. Mustang Sally. Sure. Little red Corvette. I mean, I I can match you. I can match you song for song on these and go all day. I certainly won't. All right. So songs, cars wins. Um, Mm -hmm. Snoopy. 
the beloved the beloved beagle of we got this people people don't like how much we love snoopy why snoopy's great exactly they're jerks um (laughs) snoopy is not the world war one driving ace he's a flying ace and his his doghouse becomes a sop with camel so okay that is a so for planes one starscream the great transformer really the transformer we all love hold on a second come on hold on a second what transformers are famously cars that turn into robots they're but they're all alike the cars that's not true uh skyscream who became starscream or the other way around uh he was a plane he became a fighter jet hal what you're you're Really picking a few good examples from the few examples that exist. You're picking really good examples from the few examples that exist. Cars have to win pop culture. America's entire pop culture is car-based. In California, they call it car culture. But Mark, what about Thomas the Tank Engine? We're done. It's cars. People of the world. (laughs) We know you're very busy. You got to get moving. Without, uh, with very little doubt, I would say that many of you were listening to this episode while traveling. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guess most of you were not in planes. And I'm going to guess many of you were not on trains except for those in New York who were on local trains. I'm going to guess a lot of you listen to us while you're driving in the car. And that's okay. We encourage it. Listen to us whenever you're going anywhere all the time, uh, forever. Never stop listening to us. That is an order. Yeah. But. Those of you who are listening to us in the car, you can smile a little smile of self-satisfaction by knowing that you're listening to us while traveling among the winner of the Great Plains, Trains, and Automobiles War of 2016. And let me just say this also. If you're going to travel by car, which is the winning mode of transportation in this episode, then why not be a real winner and do it in a 2016 Toyota Yaris how? Oh, oh man, I can't believe it took me that long to catch that. <laughs> just like just laying twigs over the punji pit for you. You keep stepping into it. But Wait, anyway, if it's a uh, Hal, yes. if it's a spongy pit, I'm not afraid to fall into it. Oh, good lord, Mark! Get yourself a what? Yaris today and Ask- drive into a spongy pit. <laughs> and drive into a spongy pit with that Yaris. Asked and answered. Thank you, Chloe. Yes, thank you, Chloe. And, uh, there are many more topics that have not been asked and answered. So, uh, keep them coming at We Got This Tweets on Twitter or on Reddit. Uh, check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. There is probably a flame war happening right now. Or you can hit us up on Facebook, yo, at facebook.com forward slash We Got This Podcast or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and award winning song, respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, graphic designer Uri Kelman, researcher Kate McManus, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you to you, our listeners. Uh, I hope you are enjoying this in a car. I, I hope more that you're enjoying it than you're in a car. I don't care where you're enjoying it. I just hope that you're enjoying it. And we thank you for listening. And, um, Hal and I are going to just one day with 
all of our bursting love for all of our listeners. We're going to drive to a cliff. We're going to hold hands, Thelma and Louise style, and we're just going to drive right off that cliff. No, we're not. And when we do, no. we are going to be Mark. in a 2016 Mark. Toyota Yaris. Toyota Yaris. You're going to drive off that cliff. The Yaris will land you in a spongy pit. It's got a detector. Guys, <laughs> we love you. You love us. Tell your friends and family so they can love us too. Just share the link bit.ly forward slash share WGT. It's one click from a mobile phone to start listening to us right away. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.